Hey guys, welcome back to the Just Listen Already podcast. It is 10.30 at night. Um, I'm just going to take a moment to apologize for the echo. I'm standing in my new apartment. I don't have very much furniture yet. Um, standing in the kitchen actually. Because it's 10.30 at night and I have decided to get out of bed to come cook ramen noodles. So I'm bringing you on this journey with me. Also, I have been eager, beyond eager to get back to podcasting, um, and so I hope that the individuals who listened to my last episodes are still here to listen to this episode, um, and I want to explain to you a little bit about why I got behind on podcasting. However, let's get the ramen noodles prep first. So I just moved into this new apartment. I went grocery shopping. I'm a single guy. There's zero reason uh, for me to do a big grocery haul. And yet, I thought, man, I'll eat this, I'll cook this, I'll cook this. I don't. I work two jobs. I don't cook. Plain and simple. I wish I cooked more. I just, I'm lazy. After I work all day and then sometimes go to the second job, cooking is not the thing for me. So, I'm not a one-pack gal. I'm a two-packer. God, have two. If you're not opening up two packs of ramen at one time, what are you doing? I mean... Just, just be honest with ourselves. We're chubby. We eat two packs of ramen. So anyway, with the ramen on, gotta get our seasoning in there. You, um, you can't eat ramen plain, right? Like you can't just put ramen and some water on the stove and then just put the seasoning pack as it comes with. That's that's actually atrocious. I mean, that's it. It's, in my opinion, it's it's criminal. Like, you shouldn't be able to ruin a pack of ramen like that. But, let's get that all seasoned up. I bought this cheese when I first moved in, and I honestly don't know if it's still good. Love cheese in my ramen. We gotta, we gotta check the expiration date on this, though. Oh, <laughs> March 5th of 2024. Yeah, I'm good. Get us a piece of that cheese. Throw it in there. And I, you know what the crazy part is? I... I literally don't have a single clean dish in this entire apartment um, that I could use to cook this ramen with. So I'm really not sure why I even set out on this venture. But let me explain to you how we got here. 10.30 at night, I worked two jobs. So I went from my first job to my second job today. Now you got to put the ramen seasoning in. It just can't be the only seasoning you put in. Crazy part is I don't have a trash bag in my trash can either because I took trash up today. Before I left for work this morning, and then of course I went straight from my first job to my second job. Now I'm home. I didn't get home till uh, I don't know, probably a little after nine o'clock. And I just didn't feel like putting in a new trash bag. I didn't feel like doing the dishes. I mean, really, truthfully, I just didn't feel like doing anything. So anyway, I've been eager, so eager to get back to podcasting. I've been really was invested in this show, um, just just putting some time and effort into it, and then it kind of derailed a little bit, and uh, only because a lot of things happened at once in my life, um, and so podcasting kind of took a backseat. But a lot of exciting stuff happened. So I was born in the Cleveland, Ohio area, born and raised, and I have always wanted to move out of Ohio. Never really put time and effort into seeing that venture through. I don't know, back in August, July, back in July, 
I got a call from this casino out here in New Mexico um, asking me if I'd be interested in taking a job at the casino. They flew me out, allowed me to tour the casino, allowed me to interview with some people at the casino. I had a great time. And then I didn't hear back from them for a while. And then out of nowhere, they just called me back up and uh, they offered me the job. And they offered to pay for me to move to New Mexico. I will say New Mexico was not on my list at all of places to move to. It just wasn't. If you would have told me a year ago that I'd be living in a little town called Hobbs, New Mexico today, I would have told you you were crazy because New Mexico is not on my radar. I will tell you one thing I have learned since moving to New Mexico is Mexican food is overrated. I developed in my first week here, I've been here like a month and a half now, I developed in my first week here irritable bowel syndrome. Like I'm actually not kidding. I, it was everything had spices in it. No offense to Hispanic culture, Mexican culture. Listen, if that's the way you guys cook and you guys have adapted to it, great. But it had to have taken eons worth of evolution to be able to ingest that many chilies at one time because I, I just can't do it here, dude. Like, it's too much. It's too much. It, it got to the point where even eating regular food would hurt my stomach. I've had to find ways to, like I said, I don't cook a lot. So I've, I've had to find ways to interject things into my diet that aren't going to kill my stomach. So if you would have asked me back in Ohio, hey, you want to go get Mexican food? I would have been probably the first guy that would have been in the car and love Mexican food. However, I will say now, I may never eat Mexican food again. I mean, plain and simple. It just might not happen. I was driving down the highway here. They're selling tamales out of a trailer on the side of the road. Unbelievable. I was blown away. On, on the side of the highway, they were selling tamales. Like some dude just got up in the morning, cooked 2,000 tamales, and was selling them for two bucks a piece down on the highway out here, out of his truck. So I was like, yeah, I mean, I've got to stop and try it. Horrible. First of all, I, I knew what a tamale was. They're just not that good. I mean, I'm sorry if that offends anyone. Tamales are just not that good. So anyway, that has kind of been my life in a nutshell. Now, I was living in a hotel for a, almost a month. Um, the company put me up in the hotel. Really has given me an amazing opportunity. I love the job. It's not as fast-paced as I'm used to. Um, and the job I came from was very, they love to micromanage. Um, and this job just has not micromanaged me at all so far. In fact, has gone through great channels to show me that they don't micromanage, which I love. So, so far, I'm in love with the job, not in love with New Mexico. Maybe that'll change. But as for right now, not buying into the into the hype. Also, I, I'm enrolled in, in school. I'm doing online college uh, through Grand Canyon University. I have finished my third college course of the year or of my academic career through three college courses I've been able to maintain a 4.0 GPA and that of course is just college success courses critical thinking um, an introductory literary course and so today actually I started my English composition one course so my introduction to uh, collegiate writing and so this is where the rubber really meets the road we'll see if I can maintain that 4.0 GPA from here but the good thing is the new job that I've got here in New Mexico offers me so much time to focus on my education, focus on my career, and I love the balance that I've created there. So as far as that goes, absolutely love it so far. Um, but that right there is why I have not posted an episode in a while. Now that I'm here, now that I'm settled in, I want to post these weekly. 
get back on track with uh, also investing time into my podcast like I was wanting to do. Um, like I said, though, I've been so just ready to go to to make more episodes. But of course, you know, life throws wrenches. And so, whatever. Every single time I would start to get ready to make a podcast episode, life would throw something else. I was really busy for probably probably the last month and a half. I've been swamped. Two months I've been just swamped. Going from one place to the other. Trying to make sure everything was in order. Um, getting with moving companies. Planning the trip down here. I even took the longer route on the way down because I wanted to... My goal is to, to visit all 50 U.S. states by the time I die. So I had an opportunity to cross a couple of them off my list, Texas being a big one. So I took the opportunity to take the longer route to go through Texas, stayed in Dallas. I tried Whataburger, right? Whataburger, um, I know I have a uh, some Canadian listeners. I have some U.K. listeners. Hopefully you guys are listening to this new episode too, even though there's this huge gap. If you are, Whataburger is this chain in texas that is hyped up if you live in the north from cleveland areas like that all you ever hear from someone from the texas or uh, southwestern region is whataburger they love whataburger i tried it and it was horrible i probably one of the worst fast food dining experiences i've had in my life the restaurant was outdated the food was gross another place that i hate i got talked into going there because my cousin had never tried it on our way down we stopped at Bojangles, and I hate Bojangles. Bojangles is, to me, the worst chicken place on the planet. And it stood the test of time, dude. It was still horrible. It was bad. The restaurant was disgusting. It was outdated. Couldn't even get to the bathrooms. In fact, one of the workers saw me walking to the bathroom. I noticed the bathroom door was locked, so I just came back sit back down at my table. And I look over, and they started blocking off the pathway to the bathrooms. And I'm like, okay, not a big deal. So that has been... That, so far, I also got to try um, In-N-Out Burger for the first time. In-N-Out Burger was not everything I thought it would be, but it definitely was not as bad as Whataburger, so I was definitely happy with that. Since the last time I've been on here, I flew for the first time. I have bad social anxiety. I mean, it's bad, but I was given the opportunity to fly. It was an experience. I'll definitely fly again was not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but my anxiety, at one point I had asked the flight attendant, they didn't have a, a, a barf bag on the seat in front of me, so I asked the flight attendant, I was like, hey, do you guys have any barf bags? And she goes, oh, are you sick? And I said, no, I just have horrible social anxiety, I just need it just in case, it helps calm me down. And when I got on the plane, I would announce to whoever I was sitting next to, hey, listen, I have really bad social anxiety, so if I seem like I'm acting weird, it's not you it's me 100%. Please do not take offense to it. So everyone was understanding. I met this super awesome guy on my flight from Cleveland to Denver. I'd never been to Denver before. I've never been to Colorado before up until that point. And so I got on the plane. I immediately told the guy. Uh, it was a uh, you know the, the row of three, but no one sat in between us. So I immediately told the guy, I said, listen, this is my first flight. I said, I get horrible social anxiety. This is just an experience outside my comfort zone. So if I start acting a little weird, that's what it is. It's just my social anxiety. So please just forgive me. And he was so nice. He was like, listen, I've been on thousands of flights in my career. That's what I do. I fly. He said, it is nothing to worry about. You will 100% be fine. I mean, just kind of talk me through it. I fell asleep. We didn't bother each other the entire flight. I didn't say two words to the guy. We landed in Denver and he... Looks over me, he says, you did great. First flight, what was your thoughts? I told him, I said, uh, it was a really cool experience. Not at all what I thought it was going to be. Of course, I slept the majority of the flight in order to 
put my anxiety at bay, but we had a little bit of a discussion and he said, listen, he said, he said, the Denver airport is massive. He was like, it's really big. You're going to, you're going to get lost if you, if you're not paying attention. He said, but it's not like everyone says, he says, just read the signs. Um, ask me what, where my terminal was. I told him he gave me instructions. Like I was listening. Um, no offense. If you're listening, he, he gave me instructions to get, get to there. Um, someone else overheard, um, corrected something he said. They worked together to, to give me my, my path. And then as we got off the airplane, I started walking. He comes up behind me. He said, listen, he said, uh, I'm going to the same area. He goes, my flight takes off in a couple hours. He said, I have a big layover. He said, let me just walk you to your gate. So he walked me all the way through the Denver airport. Um, we had a good conversation. Walked me all the way to my gate where then I had to sit for like two and a half hours. But that was a great experience. My first flight was a fantastic experience. My flight back was not a great experience. I got to experience my first flight cancellation. Of course, they canceled it at the very last minute. There were no flights getting me anywhere near Cleveland. Uh, I looked at the uh, Cincinnati flight, a Columbus flight, an Akron flight, a Toledo flight. No flights were getting me anywhere close to Cleveland. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to rent a car. I don't want to. I don't want to stay in Houston um, for the night. I don't want to stay in Houston for the night. I just want to get back to Cleveland. So I decided I was going to rent a car. I go on the Hertz app. I rent a car. Now I have a horrible time with money. If I have money on me, I'm going to spend it. So I take precautionary measures to make sure that I don't put myself into poverty. I don't keep my credit cards on me. I, rookie mistake, rookie travel mistake, I know, but I don't keep credit cards. I have credit cards. I don't keep credit cards. I've booked rental cars on the Hertz app before, and uh, it's never been a problem. So I get on the shuttle, leave the Houston airport, get on the shuttle, drive all the way across town, get over to the Hertz rental car place. They tell me I need a credit card. And I was like, okay, I don't have one. What else can we do to make this work? And they said, well, we can take your debit card. We can put a $500 charge on your debit card plus the rental fee. And then, you know, you can drive it. And I said, oh, that's great. Let's just do that then. Um, as long as the $500 is refundable at the end of the thing. And they said, yeah, but we need to see your return flight out of Cleveland. And I went, well, why would I need a return flight? That doesn't make any sense. So apparently... In order to rent a car with your debit card from Hertz Rental, you have to have a flight out of whatever city you're flying to or driving to, even if you're driving home. Blew my mind. Did not make sense to me. But anyway, I ended up uh, getting back in the shuttle bus, driving all the way back to the Houston airport, just to realize that I now need to either sleep in the hotel or sleep in the airport or book a hotel. I booked a hotel, not sleeping in the Houston airport. Everyone tells me sleeping in airports not that big of a deal. Everyone does it. I don't do it. I'm not everyone. Of course, book the only hotel they have left within a walking distance from the Houston airport, and that is the Marriott. I got to stay at the nicest hotel I've ever stayed in my life, and paid the most I've ever paid in my entire life for a hotel. My ramen's done. We got to drain this. We're not keeping all that water. I like noodles, you know. I don't. I don't cook it for the soup. I'm not sick. I don't get sick. My immune system's a tank. I don't think I have a bowl clean. I might have to eat this stuff out of the pot. There we go. Let's let that cool down for a second. Finally, get the job. The company paid for everything. I moved to New Mexico. I stayed in a hotel. Freaked out because I only had 30 days in the hotel and then I was going to be homeless. So I took the first apartment that would call me back, which just happens to be the most expensive apartment I've ever paid for in my life. And I don't have any furniture. I literally have a bed, a dresser, and a chest that holds a thousand blankets. That's it. I don't have furniture. Definitely not enough furniture to warrant a whole apartment. Not for the price I'm paying. So... That has been my experience over the last couple months. I've had the best 
and most nerve-wracking time in my life. Like I said, I get social anxiety. So this everything here is outside my comfort zone. I mean, I have to come to New Mexico. I, I got to make new friends. I have to start over in my career. I'm also in school, you know, trying to find groups to join so I can meet people. I'm outside my comfort zone, so I might as well stay outside my comfort zone. That's really been, it's really been a big transition for me moving into this, this new part of life. Life is about growth, and so that's what I'm trying to do is grow. But yeah, it's definitely been been an experience. Like I said, probably the best and worst experience of my life so far. One thing I love is homestyle cooking. So like up in Ohio, you know, they have Mexican restaurants, Chinese restaurants, because we're so far removed from Mexico and China. We want to experience something new. So I thought coming down here, man, I love homestyle cooking. There's going to be homestyle cooking everywhere because they're far away from homestyle cooking. It's all Tex-Mex and, you know, deep fried and blah, blah, blah. I just want homestyle mashed potatoes. There's one homestyle restaurant in this entire city, and it's horrible. It's horrible, and I love homestyle cooking. Back home, I'd go to Bob Evans every time I could and get the roasted turkey dinner all year round. Oh, stuffing, mashed potatoes, whew, living it up, I guess. And then I got a job at, at Papa John's hoping to deliver some pizzas so this way I can learn my way around the area a little bit, make some new connections. I'll tell you the one thing I did do, I love volunteering for the community, just giving up some of my time for homeless shelters, food drives, stuff like that. I signed up for probably every volunteer program this city has to offer and have not heard back one time from one person. You would think if you're asking for volunteers, you would be chomping at the bit. The second someone volunteers, you'd be like, oh, call him, right? But no, apparently not. The volunteer world's not like it was in Cleveland, dude. In Cleveland, whenever I'd volunteer to do something, they'd be emailing me 55 times. We see you didn't come to the last event, but we have more available. Not here, dude. They're like, oh, you want to volunteer? That's great. We don't really care, but that's awesome. Happy to hear that. Just, uh, it's interesting, too, you know, being by yourself, right? There's no family down here. There's no friends. I often, like, I'll find myself sometimes going, oh, you know, I'm going to go over to this person's house today. And then I'll realize, oh can't i'm 22 hours away just the other night my brother-in-law called me was talking he was out fishing and i was like oh man I'm maybe i'll drive up there thinking i'm still in ohio and i have to catch myself and realize no you can't drive up there dumb dumb you're 22 hours away i want to bring you guys on this journey with me the reason i got back on here was one to apologize for not posting and just to say um i appreciate it. i looked and there were there's still people listening to the last episode of my podcast within the last 30 days which is amazing. Uh, I, I'm absolutely thrilled about that. I'm hoping that putting this episode on, all those people come back and, and listen to this episode as well, just to hear where my life's at and just know that I'm bringing you guys along on this journey with me. Wherever New Mexico takes me, uh, it's going to take you guys too. Um, I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. Uh, I'm going to go eat my ramen noodles while watching Parks and Recreation because I read a thread online last night that said, that Parks and Recreation was better than The Office, and The Office is the single greatest show that's ever been on the airwaves, ever. I mean, the U.S. Office is the pinnacle of entertainment. It's the greatest show ever. And so, when I heard that, I just had to see for myself how much better Parks and Recreation really was. It hasn't lived up to the hype, although I'm only on episode four, so we'll see. However, I do plan on posting more videos, um, getting some socials going. Uh, I hope you guys come back to listen. Thank you for listening, and, and I hope you guys enjoy.